Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Chats with Yvonne. Our guest today is Benjamin. Um, he is also known as Bet is the Advisor on Instagram, so check out his page if you haven't already. And before I pass it on to him for an introduction, I'll say that this segment is dedicated to exploring how student involvement on campus and within our communities can be a tool for becoming a great public speaker. You all know I love that so much, so that's why we're here today. Benjamin, welcome. How are you? What's up? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, no, well, thank you for being here. I know you're super busy, so we appreciate your time. I want to start off by allowing you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your platform, the work that you do, and, and just, just tell us about a little bit about who you are. Yes, yes, the million dollar question. I always say like, how talking about one like ourselves, it should be very easy, right? But it's always <laughs> like, what do I say? <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, I mean, for me, um, Benjamin, as you mentioned, I'm born and raised in Salinas, California. Um, how I like to say that 831. And I've been working in higher education for, oh man, like I would say seven plus years. I've always worked with students ever since in community college because I didn't want to work weekends. So I've, I've stayed in education and I found a passion in it within getting involved on campus when I was an undergrad. And yeah, I've been taking my my work and my experience and my vision and my passions to social media, uh, which is obviously like you mentioned, Perez advisor and and yeah, just a guy, just a regular guy here trying to make a difference in in our culture and my own passions and my own mental health and 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 yeah, so that's that's a little bit about me, I guess, in a nutshell, no. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, you are making a huge impact. And I think it's so important, the work that you're doing and what uh, different sides of education and student involvement and all of that you're showcasing via your platform. And because that's our, sort of what we'll be talking about today, can you tell us a little bit more about your experience in working with students and perhaps even a little bit more about the impact that student involvement on campus can have at, at all levels? Yes, definitely. Um... All right, so my experience with students, I would say it started when I was my second year in community college. I was one time walking around uh, the, the student center and I saw a couple tabling of like job posts. And I, this one guy comes up to me and tells me, hey, do you wanna not work weekends and make a certain amount of money? And I'm like, sure. Like I was during that time working at, at Hollister, the store, because uh, there's a town named Hollister in the area where I'm from. So I always like to say the store. <laughs> and oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so I'm like it's the store not the city and um and yeah so like he was like you want to work with students I'm like what do I do like you just start working you're going to be tutoring students uh, elementary students uh around around the area right I'm like perfect let's let's do it like what am I tutoring and he's like math and English I'm like well I'm perfect at math I, I love math I'm yes let's go ahead and do it so I started work that's when I, I would say my job or my work or the passion or whatnot started with students during that time I wouldn't say passion just yet, I guess, because it was with elementary and middle school students. So <laughs> that was like, woo, that's like, it's a whole different conversation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not easy. So shout out to all those teachers and all those people that do that type of work. Um, it's, yeah, you need a lot of patience. And I maybe, I, I tried, I tried. I would say I tried, but it was a good experience. But I would say that started it. And then when I uh, transferred to Sonsi State, I got the chance to tutor as well as an avid tutor for high school students which that was cool too. Another challenge of its own kind, right? But it was cool to get exposed to that age group. And then while being an undergrad, I also got to tutor 
friends and, and fraternity brothers uh, who were struggling in math. And I was like, yo, I'll help you out. It's cool. It's what I do. You don't have to pay me nothing. You know, just, I'm just doing it for, you know, for, because I, I yeah. want to. So I, I, I would tutor, uh, I got to tutor certain folks and it was cool. But then within my involvement in college, slowly, I, I joined a fraternity and then uh, that allowed me to work on campus for the first time in my life. Like I never, ever dreamed of working on campus because I was just doing a tutoring thing, a tutoring thing. I don't want to work weekends. It seemed like the, the coolest thing to do. And then I got the chance to be an online tutor too with this other organization. So like I was doing all these things. Um, but that the tutoring online did not prevent the working on uh, weekends. So I did get a chance to work weekends, which sucked. But hey, you know, it, it was what it was. It paid well. The hours were really flexible. So I was able to do that. But then after, like I said, being involved on campus, which we'll talk about that as well with, with my um, public speaking, working on campus or being president of my fraternity allowed me to understand or, or learn or get to know more people, adults from my campus. Uh, who worked there, the staff members, and that's where I got in a job opportunity. Hey, like, there's this job opportunity on campus. You'll be able to do this, X, Y, and Z. Are you interested? And I'm like, you get paid for this? Like, this, this is great. So I'm like, yeah, let, let me go ahead and apply and let's go ahead and do it. So I worked on campus. It felt like very weird to me to walk to work and walk to a class at the same time. Like, it was in the same building. I was like, what? So it was really exciting. And, and yeah, so I would say that's, that's how like my trajectory with students kind of started. There's more to it, obviously, but that's good. We're going to be here for an hour and a half, but um, I would say that's what it was and getting involved on campus. I was never really a person growing up that I'm like, yeah, I'm super involved. Like in middle school or in high school, I was never that student who was in, in the leadership or ASB. I don't know what they call it nowadays. And I'm like, I was more of like the guy who's just going to chill with here and like, okay, this is happening. There's a rally. Great. I'm going to stay on the side, just, just chilling from this, from over here. I was just uncomfortable. It wasn't my thing. I don't know. I just didn't feel comfortable in speaking my voice or being involved with folks who I, might, I may not know or I may not feel a connection with because of, of my culture um, or X, Y, and Z. No? So my people were always people that have reminded me from home, like my cousins, people who spoke Spanish, people who came from another country. I just felt more in my zone there, more in my safe zone. So never really involved in high school, except for soccer. I did join soccer because of friends. And I'm like, yeah, let's go out and love soccer, let's do it. But that I didn't really have to talk in soccer, except during the game, you know, that's another story. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, then in community college, uh, no, didn't get involved at all which took away from a lot of uh, opportunities of uh, not getting involved. I had no idea what EOPS was, which is essentially like EOP at the community college. I never put myself out there to join anything. It was a very um, experience. It was very interesting experience at community college. It wasn't, uh, which I see a lot of my students kind of go through as well. Like just going to class, going home, going to work and not really getting involved in anything. So this whole world of like getting involved was like not a thing for me. Being first gen, no one really told me, hey, like there's this, check out that, go over here. Maybe this is where you can eat. I had no idea, right? So I'm just trying to like survive and, and, and just do my thing. Like go to class, get good grades, not mess up, don't get in trouble. And that's pretty much it. But then, um, you know, you're walking through campus for those uh, of you that are at a CSU or a university, you understand the struggle of when you're walking through campus and you see that people are tabling 
and you're walking through and you're like oh i want to walk through here but if i walk through over there it's gonna be like 20 more minutes to get to my class so i'm gonna go ahead and walk through here even if all these people are going to come up to me and give me all the flyers and try to get to know me and all this kind of stuff so like i would try to not go through that section <laughs> of the tabling of the student organization. I think we can all relate to that a little <laughs> bit, those of us who have experienced it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, I've been on both sides of the table, right? The person who comes up to students and the person who's like coming towards me and I'm like, ah, don't. And so, so I, I, I want to explore that a little bit, you know, because what you just highlighted is the almost how intimidating it can be to be involved um, in, in to, to be involved on things on campus, but then also that extra step that you have to take on top of, I'm already doing school, I'm already first generation, like I have no idea what the heck is going on. So how did student involvement on both sides of things, how were you able to convince folks to join and mm. how did that sort of help you navigate your own journey? Because I imagine, you know, you were once on the side where you're like, ah, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm not going to do that. And then to being on the other side, how did you sort of create that path for other people to, to feel empowered to, to be involved in their, in student affairs or whatever it was? That's a great question, honestly, which is part of the story. You know, it's part of the story of, of a lot of people who get involved, who are part of these student organizations, uh, which is one benefit, as we are talking about today, of getting involved. Uh, when I would get approached to join their organizations, I would just like feel uncomfortable because it can be a little intimidating because you're, you're not used to talking to strangers or like someone just comes up to you, listen to music, and I'm like, oh, wait, what? Um, excuse me, sorry, yeah? <laughs> so like it, it can be intimidating. And, and it's the other person's kind of like role to try to uh, get to know you without making it weird and inviting you to get to know about the organization. So they're legit trying to uh, kind of like engage with you, not just like, hey, here's a flyer, have a nice day. So it's, it's, it could be intimidating for sure. And again, coming from me as a, like not a person who was not really used to talking to folks who were like very like that, getting like involved in, in their in school, it felt weird. But then once I joined and all that, right, and I became that person who was actually not coming up to people to try to recruit to our organization, it has its steps. Like that was another, that was a part, one of the first steps, I guess, that I would say was uh, putting myself out of my own comfort zone. Okay, I'm in the organization, great. I feel comfortable with these dudes that are in the fraternity because I know them already. We've made a relationship, we've hung out, we've gone to meetings, et cetera. But then now it's recruitment time or we're tabling and I have to now go up to folks, right? Not everyone feels or has felt comfortable in doing that uh, because it's public speaking once again. You have to go up to a stranger and try to talk to them and be engaging when maybe you are a whole different, like you're, that's not your personality. So it, it they we did uh, we would practice a lot, right? In chapter meetings, after the meeting would be over, we'd be like, all right, great. So I'm a guy, I'm gonna be walking and you're gonna have to come approach to me. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good morning, how's your day? You know, do not make it weird. So like that, that was part one of getting involved on campus in public speaking aspect, like putting yourself out there to talk to strangers, not make it weird and go in with like a purpose. Like, okay, you know what you're gonna say, you're gonna introduce yourself, you're gonna invite this person to our table to let them know what we're about. And that's like the first encounter I would say that public speaking was 
somehow involved in, in, yeah. and in, in this. You know, one of the things that you're highlighting there in your story that you just said is what I like to think about our journey in public speaking as as well, which is you sort of start with your community, right? It's sort of when you're when you're the first, I don't know, you're a new kid in school and you don't start to feel comfortable or your personality doesn't start to shine until you have that one friend because it really is all about confidence, right? And because today we're talking about public speaking in particular, how do you think that student involvement can create confident public speakers? You know, maybe even outside of, uh, you know, whatever it is, how can being more involved within our communities help us gain confidence to, and, and then in turn make us better communicators? It depends on student organization, right? I would say it depends because there's there's different type of organizations where you're more, um, I guess, uh, open to do certain things such as like going up to a person for recruitment purposes or uh, hosting a meeting yourself uh, or leading a meeting um, or even just raising your hand to like, hey, like I would like to give my perspective, like you're in a, in a meeting, I would like to give my perspective on like, how are we gonna use these hundred bucks like for, for our funds? or for this fundraiser, or even within the fundraiser, let's say we're selling something. Again, that's public speaking there because people are coming in trying to buy something from you and you're trying to sell something. So you're essentially talking to the people. You can't just be like, well, you know, here's a flyer, you can look at it and like, if you wanna buy it, go for it. No, yeah. you actually have to engage, right? So I would say there's a lot of opportunities there. And I'll just like the ones that I just mentioned and for me in particular, like my own experience, being in chapter meetings, like I said, within my fraternity and without and with other student organizations that I was involved in, like I had to uh, lead a meeting. Well, I remember the first time I had to leave my first uh, fraternity meeting or my first uh, Kentonida uh, meeting. I was like, oh my God, like I was so nervous because as we think about public speaking in the classroom, when you go up there and trying to present something, you what are you trying to do? Like, hopefully like they don't, they're not like judging you, right? Because you want to know that you feel confident in what you're saying and that you know the material. Same thing in the chapter meeting. I didn't want to like uh, make it seem like I had no idea what I was doing. I'm trying to keep time, trying to follow the agenda and have in my, I, in my mind, supposedly I want everyone to like what I'm saying. I don't want no criticism and stuff. Yeah. So that's like the first, the first thing of like pressure within in a student getting involved, like being involved in like, not just in the club, not just being part of the club, but also leading um, having a role in leadership within the organization, whether you're like a public chair uh, um, position or you're in a fundraiser or you're supporting a certain committee, you're getting exposed to terms that maybe you didn't know before, especially as a first gen. Like, I didn't know what, what the heck was a public chair or public relations chair. I'm like, what is that? What are you talking about? So yeah. like learning all those things and just being kind of like within the organization or getting involved, you'll find folks who are much older within the same club or organization that may tell you, hey, I think you'd be great at this. Like for me, when I joined, like in my fraternity, they, they would tell me, hey, you you seem very sociable. And I'm like, am I really? And they're like, yeah, you'd be great to be the representative of our organization in the in the overall council. And I'm like, what, what's a council? So then mm -hmm. I had to go out there and like represent my fraternity in, in the United States Warren Fraternity Council, which was all the other uh, multicultural organizations were there and I had to be the rep so I'm like oh, again being exposed to another space where I don't know anybody there and I had to make relationships the important which is one another benefit of making relationships building relationships with people you don't know getting up to, or talking to talk to people that you don't know going up to people which is putting yourself out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and being in spaces where you have to lead something um, 
is another definitely benefit of, of these of these organizations the empowerment of of it's just it's it's just tremendous i don't know yeah and you know you talk a lot about so it sounds like your confidence with public speaking or with going out there and being involved one came from exposure right and there's a lot of barriers that you had to break in the way whether they were personal as far as mm. i don't think that i'm a sociable person or i've never thought about myself in this way how you in your advising journey or when you work with students, how are you now able to expose your students to things that they may not have known they were really good at or breaking down those barriers for them so that they can get to a more confident version of themselves, whether it is public speaking, whether it's um, applying to the next thing, you know, how are you doing that? That's a great question because as you asked me this question, I'm reflecting, I'm like, if you would have seen Benjamin from high school, uh, you would be like, who, who is this guy I'm talking to right now in 2021? Like it's, I, I, I'm thinking about like the students that I work with, right? Like, okay, they're 18, 19, 20, 21 and so forth and what, whatnot, right? And I'm like, that student that I'm, that I'm working with or the students that may be watching this, you're not gonna be like, you're gonna, you're gonna have so much development and so much growth throughout your years that if you are just going to class and going to work, like you may not find that exposure and you may not know the potential that you have. Because again, for me, coming out of high school, being this shy, because I'm a shy person. You may see me here talking and with my hands and doing this and smiling. That's just something that like was developed. Like it was always me, right? But it was like a, a, like a shy part of me. Like I always put the shyness first. And I don't want to let no one in. Right now, I'm letting you all in. Like I, I don't care. But it's been a, yeah. it's been a process. It's a development, right? Like, it, I've never felt this comfortable or confident in just sharing who I am and doing this. And like, if I make a mistake and my hair looks a certain way, or what? I don't care. You know, like it is what it is. Like I'm at this stage where I'm like, let's do it. Let's let's hang out. Um, get to know me. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. But to my students. I try to slowly get get to know them, right? Because again, 18, 19, 20, 21, I know how I was during that time. And I need to be understanding of how, what they're experiencing, how they are, get to know them first, know what they, what they value, know uh, what, what, how I can push. I can't just be pushing a student, hey, you can do this um, if they are not ready, right? So like, I need to feel um, that I know them more as a person so I can slowly be able to, mentor them as, as a student, right? Be able to push here, or pull there when I need to. So one way that I like to do this is, um, let's say when before pandemic was, was a, a, a thing, um, a student, let's just say, would had, had a hold on their financial aid. They're like, hey, like, I got selected for verification. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, all right. But if I don't know what to do either, let's go to the financial aid office. So I'll walk with them. Let's go right now. When, when you got nothing to do. You're in this meeting with me like, oh, no, I got nothing. All right, so we'll, we'll walk to the financial aid office. And I'm like, but well, you're talking. I'm not. I'm, I'm here in case you need me. But you're the one who needs to talk. So they're going to ask for your student ID. They're going to ask for your name. And they're going to ask, why are you here? And they may look at me. And if they look at me, I'm just I'm just a friend. So, but if you get stuck, I'll be here to support you. Now, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll know. Just give me the look and I'll know. So yeah, that's one way that I would uh, I would say empower them with public speaking because I know the fear of going to the financial aid office or whatever office, right? And like knowing what you you know what you want to do, but then when you get there, and then you're like, oh snap, I forgot what I have to say, and then you're just like you may ask something and you have no idea, and then like 
your turn is gone and you have to, oh, I didn't, I didn't get the answer that I wanted. So like, that's one way. Uh, I would say another way I do uh, promote getting involved because for me, like I mentioned to you throughout this whole conversation, getting involved has really developed my public uh, speaking skills, uh, feeling more comfortable in, in myself and just being up there. And if they look at me and if I'm dressed or if I look a certain way, who cares? Mm-hmm. It hasn't been easy. It's been a process. So for my students, I tell them, hey, get involved, join something, put yourself out of your comfort zone. Uh, do more than just uh, getting a, a uh, you know your college degree. Whenever you apply to jobs, uh, you need to show you would want to show them, hey, yeah, look, yeah, I got good grades or whatever GPA I got, but this is also what I did, and this is also how I was developed. So I, I try to do that as well. Some students listen to me. Some students are like, yeah, yeah, okay, Benjamin, you keep, yeah. saying, <laughs> you keep saying the same thing and stuff. But um, I would say like getting to know them as people, or like I said, pu- uh, trying to push when I can and mentioning getting involved the importance of it and just being authentic right so just showing them that look i'm here you can cuss i may 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 not cuss i don't know but i'll i'll, sh- I'll be with with you how i am so try to empower them for you for them to feel like you know what i can be myself doesn't matter if i'm talking to benjamin or if i'm in the classroom or if i work be your authentic self so let's that's try what i try to promote to them. I really love that you say that too, because the beautiful thing of what you just said is one of the things that, or the framework that I like to use for creating and becoming better public speakers is reflecting, connecting, and then sharing, right? And you just outlined throughout our conversation right now, a little bit of that, which is you reflected, you reflect about yourself, whether you were a high school, when you were in high school, whatever it is, but there is reflection that happens as things are happening in your life. And then there's this connection piece, whether it's a connection with the community um, that you're a part of, it's a connection with yourself. Who am I? Who do I want to be? I don't want this shy person to take control over uh, the version that I show up as all the time, right? So then you make tweaks there. And then now you're sharing not only with your Instagram audience and on social media, but with all of your students. And it's almost adopting that reflect, connect, share to the way that you do advising. And I think that to me, at least is the very direct correlation to public speaking is public speakers are not born, right? Kids that are students that are in, that go to college student involvement you know that's not something that may come naturally to you but you can get there same thing with public speaking it's not something that we all do naturally or organically but with enough practice with enough preparation with people like you who are there empowering us and telling us that we are there doing the right things or helping us get along in in our journey that's how we get better right and so a lot of um, what you shared kind of embodied that for me now. And I'd love for you to tell us, because I know you do so much, so much more, right? Um, I'd love to tell for you to tell us a little bit about your IGTV series, your podcast, things that you have going on that one, are you public speaking, but that in many ways also empower other people to become involved and to in, you know, in their own journey, be, be great public speakers as well. Yes, uh, thank you for, for allowing me to share a little bit about that. I agree with you. I think obviously there's certain people that are have that, you know, that the personality trait that maybe may be more comfortable in talking to being out there and like talking to more folks than others. Again, for you know, extroverts, etc. But it's it's something again, me, I wasn't ever like that, right? So like it's something that I've grown and I've learned and I've been able to feel more comfortable and just talking and like. I can talk forever now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so for, for for you, if you feel like, oh, it's because this, like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be this energetic like I'm being right now. Like, it's just you feel comfortable and confident in what you're saying. Like, it is what it is. So don't don't feel like 
you don't have to like ask uh, permission for no one or to no one or or have everyone like to you. No, 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 right? We grow into our own being of, of public mm -hmm. speaking. And the, the actually the more diversity we have within different public speaking uh, methods and whatever, I, it makes the, the industry that much better. Yes, and for the work that I do on social media, um, so the find your purpose, right? The Instagram lives that I do, um, it's it's been a process, don't get me wrong, I've done, I don't know, like maybe 15, 16 episodes at this point throughout the course of the, of, of the, of the series. Mm -hmm. And I still get like jittery, a little nervous, even before, even like a couple of minutes before I'm like, oh, okay. You know, like I'm checking out my notes. Like I've, I've said this in, in our life as well. Like I'm looking at my notes, like, is everything okay? Is the lighting all right? How about the, the internet? Um, so I do, I still get nervous. And even with once it ha starts, like, okay, I feel more comfortable. Uh, but the Instagram lives are essentially like another way for me to be able to not just share a resource for wh whoever's watching. Essentially, my goal is like for students, uh, first generation students, my students, and in the community in general, right? But it's also been, I've gotten a lot of messages from people who I invite, such as yourself, that tell me, oh, this is first Instagram live I'm ever going to do. Like, I've, ever, I've never done this. And um, I think it's an awesome way to, again, put yourself out there in a space that may be nerve-wracking because we're talking about social media, right? We know the struggles of social media, how it can be a, a, a bullying type of thing, cyberbullying. Um, and for folks to come here and share their story and, and their knowledge, you, there is that fear. But I think it's so empowering to just say it and, and like be able to like share that story and who knows who you may inspire. I've gotten messages before. The guests that I've gotten that I've uh, featured in, in the episodes have also shared, you know what, like I got all these DMs from people telling me that they, they love it, they like they feel so inspired and same, same thing for me. Like I've gotten folks who tell me and whenever I've watched uh, Instagram lives, I also get something out of them, right? So like, I think it's an awesome platform to just, again, put yourself out there and for me to like, provide us a platform for folks to share their story, right? So to feel the empowerment of everyone's own story. So that's the Find Your Purpose um, Instagram Lives. And the podcast, obviously it's, it's for uh, folks, Latinx folks who are in, in Greek live. And it's like a more, mm, it's very similar to the lives in a sense of I'm interviewing someone, right? But I think it's more, um, how do you say? personal I would say because you don't get to see the person's face so the, the person may feel more comfortable and just being more ah what's that word and you can edit this part by the way <laughs> it's fine I've lost the word but I think it's more uh, vulnerable there you go be able to be more vulnerable um in, in sharing their story um in, in the podcast so I think the podcast that's what it is Latinx week live to be able to share uh, you know, your, your story in a more deeper level and what getting involved, which is obviously this is what we're talking about, getting involved within your Greek organization, how it impacted and changed your life. So I am five episodes in, I think. It's going to be the fifth episode uh, this, well, this yeah. Wednesday. I don't know. 
Well, congr- I mean, congratulations for that. And it's almost like the next level of student involvement, right? So mm-hmm. after, you know, you allowing this space or having this space for people to go on for the first time or, you know, share their stories in these different ways, I think exposes folks to a new level of confidence that you didn't know was there. You know, when you're able to share your story in this way and have someone like you interview them and empower them in this way and by creating this platform, you're also inherently creating an incredible public speakers. So we're in I this together. So. <laughs> I hope so. Yes, I really hope so. And it just, what just happened to me right now, a couple of minutes ago, of like I couldn't think of the word. Like right there, it could happen to you, whether you're presenting in front of the classroom, whether you're leading a meeting at work, or you're leading a meeting in a, in a student organization. You may zone out. And it's like, it's okay. Like you've seen artists before when they're like presenting something or they're singing and they're like, Pfft. You know, like, lyrics, yeah. <laughs> they freeze and it's okay like make it make it make it like a a, a thing that it was like ah, laugh about it right like i was like oh i can't think of the word because i always think in spanish first i'm like oh it depends on this stuff blah, 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 blah. and i couldn't think i'm like who cares like don't edit it right at the moment i said oh maybe you should edit but i'm like no who cares like it happens and no one's perfect and it will it will happen to you so it's just about like just be real with the, with the audience hey you're like i completely forgot you're like i've had a bad week but let's go ahead bear with me and we got this, you know? So just make, flip it around. Don't make it, don't stay quiet, get all nervous, start sweating, feeling hot, which you may feel, but just flip it around. Yeah, because it's in those moments where we truly learn about who we are as, as public speakers and as just people, right? That's again, that part of reflecting, you know, in the moment it's like, shit, I messed up. I don't know what I'm saying, I'm sweating. But then afterwards, you know, as you keep going and progressing, you get better at it with practice. You just know yourself that much more and you know your community and the people that you're talking to and all of this stuff. So it, it gets better with, with time. Um, and then the last question before I, I let you go is why this and why now? We sort of talked about it um, a little bit throughout this conversation, but one of the things I like to ask is why Why are you doing this right now? Why did you feel like this was the right time to do it? And yeah, why? What is your why? <laughs> that is an awesome question. Um, I keep saying that become like, man, I've interviewed so many people and I don't never ask them that, but I won't take it. I'll, I'll leave you. That's, that's a, Take it, take that's it, a, ask them. That's an thing. I like it, that's an Yvonne thing, I love it. Why now? That's, um, well, obviously pandemic, right? Pandemic has um, helped, not helped, but I guess it's slowed everybody down um, from like this busy, busy world that we're all in, right? Um, it's, it's crazy. But I just started thinking like, okay, how can I still be able to, to share my story or share my purpose with others um, if I can't engage in person, right? Thinking of, of my students, right? Like I normally would always see them at their campus, um, or a coffee shop and now I don't have that flexibility no more I have to be from home I don't want to create zoom more zoom meetings unless we have to to meet with my students of whatever they may need so I'm like okay that's one thing and then another again my purpose what's my own purpose I don't know so in August of 2020 I got the news um, August 14th I got an email from my from San Jose State the uh, master's program that I started years back and I just hadn't done the, the exam. So I officially didn't have a master's. And so I did the exam and I got the email saying, congratulations, you uh, passed the exam, you you know have your master's. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, like this is finally, right? So I always make, gave myself the excuse. Well, I can't do a PhD. Well, I can't do that because well, I can't apply for more jobs or whatever, or explore my future because I don't, I don't have that, right? I don't have that master's. And especially in higher ed, 
you may need more education or more of those degrees in order for them to take you serious, especially people like, like, that look like you and I. So not, when I got that email, I just got this rush of like, okay, now everything is possible. Like now nothing is holding me back. So I started looking into PhD programs. I started reflecting on my own life. Okay, like what's next for me? And I started thinking of like, how can I be this person or explore my own purpose? And, and, and I'm sure others are doing that. Like I tell my students about like searching for their dreams or like, hey, this and that. But what about me? You know, can I take my own advice? So then I, I don't know, it just happened. Like, hey, let me just go ahead and, and, and it'll be great. I've seen a lot of people do like all these social media lives and stuff. And I'm, I'm like, am I good enough for that? Right? Like the imposter syndrome in me. But I'm like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go ahead and do it. So I started creating a logo, this and that, like finding your purpose, right? Because I'm, I'm finding mine. So hopefully I'm able to help others find theirs in the same way, not just my students. So that's how it started. And it's, I would say it's because of that email. And then the podcast came after I did the first season of Find Your Purpose, like around Navidad or December. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? Like, I've always wanted to talk about getting involved. I always want to talk about Latinx or Greek life, but I don't, I haven't had an Instagram live about it because I just feel like there isn't one representative to talk about the whole thing. Like, that's not, there's so much. This is so much. Which org do I bring? If I bring a certain person, the other are going to be like, well, what the heck? Why is this person representing all of us? So I'm like, I don't want to do a, a podcast or another Instagram series on just Greek life. It's, so then I'm like, what about a podcast? Then it had to be different from Find Your Purpose. So that's that's why, like, I'm just, it's a, it's a passion of mine. Like I said, Greek life is a passion of mine. My Instagram page are three pillars, right? So it's it's Greek life. It's uh, the college experience and it's the Latinx culture. So those three things I may, I'll talk about You'll see my posts. It may be college related. It may be uh, Greek life related, or it may be just Latinx culture. So there's a little bit of variety. You may fall into all three if you identify yourself like that, or you hopefully may identify in just one. Um, or hopefully you get inspired in any other way. But that's that's why now and like and, and it has been like a a, um, a very interesting path because doing reels, doing those Instagram lives putting myself out there and, and just being myself while keeping it real, but keeping it professional, you know, like not being uh, this and that, like, I don't know, like who knows who's watching. And I hope that whenever I, in the future, I do apply for a job or uh, a PhD program, who knows, they may look at this and be like, this is awesome. Right. Versus like, this doesn't follow our, our norms blah blah and if it doesn't follow the norms then i don't want to work for you then you know because i'm not doing anything <laughs> bad <laughs> yeah 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 i love that you say that because in a lot of public speaking we have to practice authenticity right you know i was watching this video just today about how even the public speaking industry is just when you go to conferences you're used to seeing white men being the fountains of knowledge for these things right and so we need to work to create spaces where there are more people that look like the rest of us in positions of knowledge or in positions of power, especially at conferences, right? Why is the knowledge coming from this person versus another person? And so that's why I think that the work that you do and the work that I'm hoping to do sort of combined is, is something that can, can empower a lot, of, a lot of different people to say, I have a voice, I have a story, and this story can resonate with some of you, it can resonate with all of you, but the most important thing is that it continues to resonate with me and that through the process, you're able to create confident, 
people and you know a confidence that maybe we aren't exposed to in other um, platforms that we're a part of or in other communities that we're a part of but here with fed as the advisor with Yvonne on chats with Yvonne you're able to explore those those things and able to gain and create confidence and then hopefully you'll go and do incredible things later on too by then passing on the torch to whoever else is, is in your immediate community so with that being said, I, I thank you so much for being on Chats with Yvonne. If there's anything else you want to leave our viewers with, now's the time. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. No, well, I mean, like, um, you're very welcome once again. And yeah, for just to, for them to support you and I, you know, like you and I and the tremendous uh, community that we have on social media within the people that are doing this type of work, like your, you and I, in their own vision and passions, right? So just check it out, check the rest of us out, um, support all of us. And, and yeah, just, you know, don't, don't forget to just be yourself and everything, whether you're in a public speaking space or you're in may thinking of, of getting involved or putting yourself out there, just be yourself. That's all like I can ever like advice. Like don't, that's, don't, there's so much power in your story. So don't be afraid of sharing it. And we'll end it with, with that. There's in, so much power in your story. So thank you, Becoming, for being on Chats with Yvonne. Thank you.